Episode 13, The Power of Observation. Welcome to Thriving with Nature, a podcast that gives you the tools you need to live a modern lifestyle that helps regenerate our planet. And now your host, Hayley Weatherburn. Hello, Thrivers. It's so exciting to have you here today. I am going to be talking about the power of observation today in today's podcast. So the first principle of permaculture is to observe. What it means by that, or my interpretation, my understanding of that, is that Ideally, you have time to sit and just watch what is going on in the area you're in. Where is the sun hitting? Where is there shade? Which way does the water go? What direction is there wind or is there wind at all? What are the bugs, the insects doing? What does the soil look like? What kind of weeds are growing? What animals turn up? The power of observation is truly powerful, (laughs) for lack of a better word. Observation gives you so much information. Nature is always talking to you. She's always communicating and she's always sharing what is needed. And from a small scale, I'll just share for you what what happens. And, And you may... I, and it's a, I imagine it's what farmers do often in the mornings or in the afternoons. But when I get up in the morning after I've done my meditation and my thought downloads, I often go downstairs and I have a walk around my garden. I have a look at my plants and I walk around to the seedlings and have a look what's growing, what's not growing. You know, I remember having an observation that they're all leaning very, very harsh to one direction. I knew they were following the sun And it made me think the placement of where I had put the seedlings wasn't great. And so from that observation, I moved them and they all straightened up. Looking at the herbs, I could see that the coriander is not doing too well. And after more research, I feel that there's too much water hitting it. And I haven't put it with a great plant because the plant next to it needs water twice a day, whereas the coriander doesn't need as much watering and I can see that I can see that it's it's struggling a bit if I have a look at my vegetable garden at the moment my veggie box that I built I'm starting to notice that the middle wood is it's staying wet and it makes me concerned about what's going on inside have I drilled enough drainage holes at the bottom was there too much mushroom compost we're still at the tipping point or the end of rainy season and we're getting still a little bit of rain, is there not enough, is there too much water being absorbed there? But I look at the plants that are growing and they're growing fine at the moment, but it's something that I've just noted. Other observations is I have two, I want to call them philodendrons, but I don't think that's the correct word. No, I have two other, there's two other plants there and they have what it looks like is sunburn on their leaves and I I wonder about the placement are they not being covered enough so I'll have to do some more research on those plants so the power of observation she's always talking the other thing I've noticed is that there's these little black sort of millipede looking things they've got yellow on them as well and I'm really curious there's a lot of them 
And I'm curious as to what their task, responsibility, what they're doing. And I'm hoping to interview the bug chick soon. And I want to send them a photo of this insect to say, what is being told to me here? Why are there so many of these at the moment? There's a, a, a beautiful documentary, which I've referred to before, called The Biggest Little Farm. And in that, it's illustrated so well, and I don't want to give away any too much of it because the documentary is fantastic when you just watch it for the first time without knowing some things. But throughout that film, the biggest lesson was about to sitting back and observing. We're very reactive as a human race uh, often. Oh, this doesn't work, let's fix it. And maybe it's telling us something else that we're not seeing if we just sit back and go, oh, that's what needs to happen and connect dots. And so sitting, I always have imagination, you know, I imagine farmers sitting there on their back deck looking out and just sitting and thinking and watching. And and a lot of that is where a lot of the work is done when we're listening to, there's a lot of research into nature and how she flows naturally And as guardians of this planet, I feel that we need to come back to observing her and asking, what is she telling us? So if we we jump out at the moment on a global scale, what is the planet telling us right now? We have a disease that spread like a wildfire, not a disease, sorry, a virus. Let me correct that. A virus that has spread like wildfire. Something is out of balance here. What is it? And the immediate fear reaction, in, in my opinion, is that, you know, the fear reaction is, is this is horrible. We're all going to die. This is, this is just where we're headed in society. Whereas what I, from the knowledge that I know that I've been learning throughout my life about human health, about nature is that when nature is out of balance, a few episodes ago, I talk about the the force of nature. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I'd recommend it because on that, I talk about how if we align and we walk the path of nature, when you are aligned and you're, you're in the force of nature, your health thrives, you thrive, the nature around you thrives. When you're walking that path, that is the force of nature, you thrive. When you start to step away from that, you start to eat processed food or you start to throw plastic and you you're actually have a lot of waste that doesn't, isn't part of the regenerative cycle. We move away further and further away and nature fixes itself by having diseases and famines. If we look at an example of the wolves from Yellowstone, when they taking the wolves out of Yellowstone, the pup, the herbivores that used to have be the, you know, predator, what's the opposite of a predator? Predator, predatee, <laughs> the victim, I don't know. The They could start to flourish. But what happened was the vegetation started to really suffer because there was so much of it. And what happens if we fast forward through a cycle that if the animals, are, they, they've got this lushness, they don't have to worry about the predator, they can reproduce and grow bigger, but the gardens, the, the nature starts to suffer, like the vegetation starts to suffer because there's so many of them. And then what happens is famine happens because there's not enough vegetation. We overate it, we killed it, it became a desert. And then famine kills off the animals slowly. They can't survive, they die, disease happens. And slowly but surely that wilters down to a manageable level. 
and then eventually the vegetation can come back and then the animals can thrive again. But without that predator that keeps the numbers in a sort of a balanced level, it will keep going through sort of a cycle of thriving and popular and then dying because of the disease. So without the predator, the disease and famine turns up. Without, but with the predator, it keeps it all in balance. So let's look at this virus right now and the fact that so many humans are perishing. In my opinion, so this is my opinion, I haven't done a scientific research, this is just my thoughts, is that as humans have stepped away from the force of nature, our immune systems are not as strong as they used to be. Antibiotics, which I'm not anti-antibiotics, I think humans are pumping them way far too often than they need to. There are times and places that sometimes, yes, antibiotics are what is needed in that moment. But if you look, think about it, anti means anti, no, bio means life. So anti-life, these are killing off the microbiomes inside our gut. And not only are they killing the bad stuff, but they're killing the good stuff that actually helps build your immune system. So as a child, and I don't know where this innate intelligence came from in myself because I was against what my mum and dad would say often and I would fight. I'd be very stubborn. I'm like, I don't want to take antibiotics yet. And there was a time at one stage where I had to because my throat was about to close up because I, but I had allowed my body to build the immune system so hugely that I never got sick in that way again because I allowed it to start to fight. The only reason why I had to stop was because my throat was going to close up due to the swelling and that then I couldn't breathe. And so I took some of the antibiotics then, which allowed me just to start to heal. But I was really proud because most of the time, 99% of the time, I don't take, if I get inflammation, if I get headaches, I'm listening to my body. I'm observing what is my body saying? Yesterday I had a headache throughout the day and I observed that I had not had anywhere near enough water. And so that is where I could see that I could heal myself is through water and sleep. And today I feel amazing. So coming back to this global pandemic, I feel that what nature is telling us right now, yes, we don't have a predator. As humans, we don't really have a predator, but we're coming to the point where you know, we have eliminated the the normal fear of a predator, of a lion, a tiger, and that in some areas that still exists. But we are now hitting viruses, diseases, because we, we, we have stepped out of the force of nature. Our immune systems are compromised because we're not eating healthy food. We're not having that normal amount of exercise, being out in the sun, you know, breathing oxygen that's clean and so our bodies and so what's naturally happening mother nature is wiping out a big part of the population which is devastating absolutely devastating but what I feel is if we observe that we can make a change we can shift and this is our opportunity for all of us that are sitting at home right now in a semi-lockdown or full lockdown this is the time to go okay when we come out it's not going to be the same We've listened. Mother Nature has shared what's going on. How do we shift this? We need to come back to nature, start to eat more of the light energy, plant-based, 80-20 plant-based, start to not be as stressed because stress actually affects the immune system, connect with our families. Interesting that nature is now thriving and we're connecting with our families. What a beautiful, that look what happened here in this observation. So yeah, the power of the observation is powerful. 
<laughs> I'm sure there's many other words I could be using. My mum, who's an English teacher, is cringing. But all I want to articulate here is that sometimes we need to stop and observe and start to process, make notes. Oh, that's interesting that's happening. I wonder why that is. And allow yourself to subconsciously answer that over time. You don't need to sit and work out every problem then and there. But I just go in and I, I make notes and go, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting. And then over time, you know, over a week I go, you know what, that water in that veggie box is not dissipating. I might need to do something about that. I might need to drill some holes in the side or something. So in permaculture, they often say the ideal time to sit and observe before you actually do anything in a garden is 12 months. It's not realistic. We all know that and, and often we can't. But what that would do is you'd get to see the full 12-month cycle of where water goes, what happens every month before you start to try and make some plans and build a permaculture garden. And so I managed for five months before I built my veggie garden because I, I wanted to see where the sun was, what's happening. I haven't, I've noticed that the sun isn't as strong where it is now six months later because obviously I haven't seen the full cycle because the sun moves over the time. But it is still the best spot because I had enough time to observe where the sun goes for the veggies. So there you go. That's the power of observation. I, inv I invite you to start to observe in your life. What are you being told? What is the subtle messages you're getting from nature about your health? Maybe there's something that's been niggling for a bit. And, and what is it trying to tell you? Your body is talking to you. Why am I out of breath a little bit more than I usually am? Why is my right knee sore? Maybe my left hip is out of alignment. Like there's, it's often the the issue that's obvious, the pain or the thing that seems to be out of balance is not the thing that's the trouble. It's just the messenger. The answer is behind that, further up the chain on whatever that is. So it's now time. You've got plenty of time in your semi-lockdowns to observe and listen. And I'm curious to see what you learn from stepping back and observing Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to hearing from you. You have a beautiful day. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to my podcast, remember to subscribe to hear more. You also have to come check out the Thriving With Nature website where all of my videos, podcasts and resources are to take what we discuss here to the next level and apply it in real life. I'd love to have you come join myself and many others striving towards living a regenerative lifestyle go to thrivingwithnature.com.